Hello, Bakersfield. I'm Andre Gonzalez. I'm Rachel Magnus. I'm Jesus Gonzalez. I'm Carla Barrientos. And you're listening to Hello, Bakersfield, the podcast filled with pasta and regret. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That was in honor of our special guest today, Miranda Whitworth. Who always has the best Instagram handles. Oh, yes. <laughs> and we'll interview her in just a few moments. But before we do so, we're going to do a weekly check-in with our highs and lows. And I want to start today with Miss Rachel Magnus. One high and one low for our listening audience. Well, I'm going to start with my low um, to get it out of the way. Okay. And it's it's kind of... Harnessed with a high, I guess. But I was um, landed in LAX yesterday, and it took me four hours to get to Bakersfield. Um, I was on the 405 for two and a half hours and stop and go traffic. (laughs) Um, But at this few moments earlier, I got off the plane from New Orleans in LAX, and I felt this overwhelming pride to be in California, and I was excited to be home because, you know, there's still some lingering segregation and racism that goes on in the South. And it was like, oh, in California, I'm not, that's not a part of my daily life. (laughs) And um, so, you know, I was happy and then it took me forever to get home, but now I'm here back in Bakersfield and home. So happy to be here. Great. Nice. Carla. Okay. Um, well, my low is a literal low. I've oh. started a squat challenge. Ooh, Ooh. girl. 100 <laughs> squats in the morning, 100 squats at night. So I'm literally getting low every get night. Low, get <laughs> low, get low, get <laughs> low. Yes. I can't wait uh, to see your booty transformation. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to milf it up. Do so. we, um, are we doing a before and after? I love a before you and know, after photo. We can do a bum yes. shot before. Can we put our hands yeah. here? Oh. I mean, I don't know how Georgia feel about, you know, my body. Did you just say you want to milf it up? Yes. Oh, God. Hell yeah. Okay, we're doing a Mother, host I'd booty like to challenge be friends now. Then. <laughs> are we keeping all this in? <laughs> yes, Andre. <laughs> and my high is school's out. Summertime is here, and I'm so happy. I love working in the school. It's fantastic, but summertime just brings a whole new energy, and so I'm happy about that. Awesome. It was really cool. Yeah, how about you, Jesus? Well, uh, Milo of the week was uh, hearing about this new proposal to put uh, In God We Trust on all of the um, Bakersfield police cars. That was just, uh, to me, pretty ridiculous, but that's a conversation that hot we can conversation. have. Hot conversation. Are we going to go hot there? <laughs> we might need to go Maybe there today. Maybe not in this segment. But. <laughs> Interesting topic we should probably explore. <laughs> it is. No, it is. But um, my, my high for the week was actually related to, um, you know, our guest today, Miranda. Um, you know, her response to the SFGate article was just bold and empowering and I think was a message that so many of us uh, needed to hear. And um, you know, so many times there's so many negative things printed about our city without thought of all of the positive things that go on. And um, here she is pushing back on that narrative. And to me, it was really inspirational and um, just reflective of this new wave of um, of uh, this new wave of people um, mm-hmm. here in Bakersfield and, and oh, how they're thinking about Bakersfield. So, so. Sweet. thank you. Yeah, that was my hike. <laughs> Awesome. I was your high. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I feel good about that. Yeah. yeah. Andre. Oh, thank you. Give us your high and your low. 
yeah, my uh, my high was that um, you know on the city council for the last two years, I've been pushing um, this uh, ordinance that would change the zoning requirements, zoning rules for downtown Bakersfield as it relates to microbreweries oh. to allow them by right. Currently. If, if someone wanted to open a microbrewery in the downtown area, they would have to apply for what's called a conditional use permit. Uh, and those things can be awfully, awfully expensive. There's conditions that, will, the, the, that are attached. What I wanted it to do is to make it by right. So meaning anyone can open a, a microbrewery within the downtown district. And so um, about a year and a half ago, the city council adopted an ordinance that allowed that, but one of the requirements was that uh, microbreweries had to have a kitchen facility. They had to have a bona fide food service component. Hmm. Well, many microbreweries uh, or many folks who want to open microbreweries don't want to go into the restaurant business. They want to focus on their brewery. They don't want to add that. And oftentimes adding a kitchen will double the cost of doing business. Um, you know, once you get into the restaurant business, people start, uh, you know, grading you on your food yes. and, and you may have your expertise in, in your beer and not necessarily your food. So there are all these, you know, other issues that come into play. And my goal is really to see microbreweries opening up in downtown as many as possible, not because, you know, I'm an avid beer drinker, um, but because I know that in order for downtown to continue to thrive and revitalize, we need lots of things happening in downtown at the same time. That means we need lots of cafes, restaurants, art galleries, a lot of housing options, and we need microbreweries. And we need lots of things that attract different people to the downtown center. And that's what makes things interesting. So anyway... I referred it back to the Planning and Development Committee and had been getting a lot of resistance from some of my colleagues and I've been working with them behind the scenes trying to you know, bring them along. And thankfully, the, um, it, it went to the Planning and Development Committee this week and they um, approved the, the change. So wow. now it'll go to City Council for approval. That's amazing. Awesome. So it's really exciting. And um, I'm already talking to potential microbrewery owners who want to set up shop downtown. Wow. Well, cheers Do to you. you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Salud. Yeah. I already told, told some of them I want the ceremonial first pour. <laughs> there you go. So, Be sure you to invite all of us, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you anticipate that passing? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, the planning and development committee, they have three members of the city council. Okay. I'm not on that committee. So I'm the fourth vote and it only takes four votes out of seven to pass something. So get ready Bakersfield. (laughs) Get ready Bakersfield. That's right. So anyway, thank you for asking. All right. Well, in today's podcast, we're interviewing Miranda Whitworth Munoz. Carla, you want to do the intro. Yes. Miranda, you know, besides just being an incredible woman and a fantastic Bakersfield ambassador, um, has made the, the strong, bold choice to step up and represent our city when we got some not so great, uh, press. We got some, you know, uh, a dig, um, a millennials day. We got a lot of millennials moving here and and she she made the choice to say, "Hey, our, our city's a little bit different. I don't want to go too much in the story because I want you to tell us about it and what you did." What well, was an SF Gate? It was article. an SF Gate article that right. talked about millennials moving to Bakersfield and really said, "Hey, if you want cost of living that's cheap and 
you want a shopping mall and an air conditioning movie theater, come to Bakersfield. Yeah, and it was very... That's all we got. It was yeah. very reductive. Yeah, it's simplified. And yeah, it, it didn't show our city in the light. And so, so Miranda were, saw that. And there were a lot of people who saw yeah. that and who were very upset and responded in various different ways and wrote to Gate in this particular reporter. And yes. Miranda uh, wrote uh, an email as well. And Miranda, just to begin, first of all, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank and you for having we're me. We're glad to have you here. Will you just read for our listeners uh, your email? Okay. All right. I'll read it. You start it. All right. <laughs> um, well, it's never especially fun to listen to people from the Bay Area or LA, for that matter, throw shade at Bakersfield. We hear it a lot, actually, mostly from coastal transplants who relocated here when they realized their dreams of making it big in the city didn't include raising a baby in a studio apartment. I'm sure it's disappointing when the time comes to either embrace a two-hour commute from some God-forbidden bedroom community or get out of Dodge altogether. All that money that's been spent on rent, all that time that's been spent on work, all that effort that's been spent finding three roommates that won't murder each other, and for what? <laughs> a one-way ticket to Bakersfield? Depressing. A few words of advice for you. It's not Bakersfield's fault you think it sucks. Bakersfield is actually a fine place to live. You just have to look past all of the haters from big cities writing editorials about our quality of life without as much as a Google search Ouch. backing up their claims. <laughs> <laughs> you also need to look past the bored, born and bred Bakersfield residents who are more than happy to lament on social media about how much their hometown has failed them. Newsflash, buddy. You don't hate Bakersfield. You hate yourself. The proverbial one-horse town trope updated to include movie theaters and shopping malls is lazy, cliched, and inaccurate. As a millennial homeowner who relocated to Bakersfield from a large and expensive metropolis, it took more than a low cost of living to get me to invest in this city. Jobs in Kern County are a plenty, a plenty including high-salaried and hourly jobs in healthcare, hospitality, agriculture, oil, and even tech. There are so many concerts, festivals, art shows, charity events, farmers markets, and street fairs going on every weekend, it's maddening to trying to decide what, if any of it, you want to do. Thank goodness there are movie theaters and shopping malls here, or I'd have overdosed on locally sourced vegetable crostini and silent auctions three years ago. <laughs> Look, this city isn't perfect. For three months, it's hot when you walk to your car. Air quality isn't great, but it is better than LA. And chain restaurants dominate the suburbs. But other than that, this millennial gal with her historic home on a quarter acre property near downtown, a luxury car and a four minute commute thinks it's great. So keep it coming. Bring us your tired cliches, shade and condescension because ultimately you'll be bringing us your huddled masses of cash for a down payment on a moderately priced home and a fairly chill way of life. In the end, we can't all live like millionaires on the coast, but most of us can live like royalty in Bakersfield. Oh, hey, so man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So let's start. Uh, what inspired you, first of all, to, to write that? <laughs> First of all, I think Miranda is a very inspired person. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. she is like overall just badass and this article or their email response well, totally reflects. Okay, yes. so first of all, I am I am a writer. I am. So I, I work in marketing. Yeah. I wrote for the Californian for years. I produce news, you know, I all of the things. So writing can be fun if you have a fun topic. And I read the San Francisco Gate article, the initial one that came out, and it was just beyond obvious that she had done no actual research. The fact that she implied that we had more than one mall, because we don't. First of all, thank you very much. <laughs> she did say malls. Bakersfield only has one actual shopping mall. So A, I was all, she didn't even Google us. Like this broad, oh my God. And two, um, the 
the article came out talking about millennials moving here because of a National Association of Realtors survey. Um, and right around the same time this article came out, a really great, thoughtful piece from Curbed came out where they talked to mm. Austin Smith. Yeah. They talked about all the amazing things happening. Like they really took their time and did their research and did what journalists are supposed to do. I was actually, as a former journalist, mm-hmm. a little bit embarrassed for her that she would put this something like this out and put her name on it. And then icing on the cake was at the end, she was like, oh, we want to hear from you. Here's my email address. So I'm like, okay, you want to hear from me? <laughs> I'll, I'll email you right now, bro. Come on. Mm. So I, I, you know, kind of like shot that out in about 10 minutes, just sat at my desk and just took a little break and was like, beep, 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 um, the term you don't hate Bakersfield, you hate yourself is something that Natasha and I, my bestie, Natasha Falcons and I have been saying for a long time. And it's so because yeah. well, I, no, I, I think it's true. Uh-huh. Like I you, agree. you can have a horrible time, no matter where you live. If you have a horrible relationship with yourself, you sure, could live absolutely. in Paris, Los Angeles, New York city. But if you are just kind of a hateful person, you have a poor relationship with yourself, you're not doing well and you have an overall negative shitty attitude then yeah, you're going to hate where you live. And I think that there's no reason why you need to hate Bakersfield. If you have a good relationship with yourself, with your family, with your friends and with your town, you can love where you live anywhere in the world. So that's, that's just that. So that's why I reached out to her and she got back to me pretty quick. I also like CC'd her editor on it too. And was like, this is, this is garbage. This this article is garbage. (laughs) But, um, But working in a newsroom, I know how it works. I know who you have to email and who you have to CC and to make sure that you kind of rise to the top of the stack. And she got back to me and we corresponded like several emails back and forth where she was like, thank you so much. She tried to get me to help her find other Bakersfield residents that had moved here from San Francisco. Um, She asked me about landmarks, places, things millennials would like. And, you know, working in marketing forever, you know, you do a lot of, well, you know, uh, you do a lot of generational marketing. So things that are important to millennials are an active and vibrant downtown, outdoor spaces, charity, um, locally sourced foods and and good locally owned restaurants and shopping. And so I just rattled off a grocery grocery list of everything that kind of fit that mold and was like, here, I pretty much wrote this article for you. Sent her links to everything. (laughs) None of it she her second follow up article, which she quoted me quite a bit in, and thank you very much, Michelle. But uh, <laughs> none of that made it into the article. I was all, I did all this work for you and for nothing. Yeah. Um, How did that make you feel? Like, was that maddening that you did all this work to no, show her? I mean, I, I was, I was just like, God, this. The better story was your fire. You know? yeah. That's, yeah. That was the story. At yeah. That point. She, I was just like, oh, God, she's so lazy. This is so lazy because yeah. she was talking all this. Like, oh, I'm going to write this follow-up piece and it's going to be a long thing. I'm going to do all this research. It was not. Anyway, so what whatever. What are your thoughts on the photo that she used too? Like often, tell the us a little bit about that. The shot? I mean, it's that, that is like the standard cliched shot. You get the Guardian that comes here. You get the LA Times that come here. Um, you've had the New York Times come here. And I feel like the first shot you see is this oil field shot. And I... I get it because that is a very unique image when it comes to the United States of America. Right. Mm-hmm. You can go into Texas and maybe find a cluttered oil field somewhere. Um, you can go up even even in Alaska or over North Dakota, South mm-hmm. Dakota, the Dakotas, right? But as far as people living in these urban core centers, people reading the LA Times, the New York Times, the San Francisco Great Gate and the Chronicle, mm-hmm. That's an image that you just don't see in everyday life. And it's probably the most striking thing. Of course, they're not going to take a picture of like our 
cutest little streets and like pictures <laughs> of gorgeous houses in Westchester and be like, Bakersfield sucks. They're going to take this image that is completely foreign to their readers, yeah. blow it up as large as they can and get people yeah. to click on the article. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's just how it works, yeah. you know? Uh, but I mean, I remember, so I'm from Salt Lake City and I remember moving here yeah. in 2002 and going to Wells Fargo to update my address. And there was an oil derrick in the parking lot of Wells Fargo Bank on <laughs> California <laughs> Avenue. And I was like, what in the hell? Is that real? That is a real thing. Like I was all, is this just like a, is this part of like Wells Fargo's aesthetic? They've got like the stage and there's like a little derrick in the parking lot. I'm like, wow, they're really, they've really invested in this branding. Um, Like, no, we're pumping oil. But I'm like, oh wait, no, that's real. Like they're really actually pumping oil. Well, Miranda, like myself, you're a transplant to the city of Bakersfield. Can you tell us more about what attracted you to the city and how you found your success here? Oh man, such a long story. Well, okay. So essentially I ran away from Utah with this totally worthless trash boyfriend that I had at the time. (laughs) And we landed in Temecula because his his grandparents lived above the vineyards and had some property. Um, And he was trying to get into the pipe fitters union and his uncle was living in Bakersfield. And that's when all the cogens and stuff were going up out west. So there was a lot of work. And um, I got a job immediately working as a bank teller for Wells Fargo. This is not an ad for Wells Fargo, I promise. But I got a job immediately working for them. And, you know, like a year and a half later or so, he and I broke up. And at that point, I had landed a second job working nights at the radio station um, for iHeart Clear Channel at the time. And I'd always wanted to work in radio. I was a journalism major in college. I wanted to be in news. I really wanted to work for NPR, but Clear Channel was a fine enough substitute. And I was like, I I mean, my mom was like, okay, you guys broke up. Are you going to come back now? And I'm like... (laughs) No, you know, I had like a cool car and a cute little apartment that I lived in by myself and I was in California. I wasn't in Utah anymore. And so there was no way. And so I worked in radio for years. I I met my first husband, um, John, had my had my son, Zach, um, bought a house, got divorced, lost my house to foreclosure in the recession. Um, that house has then since been torn down to wide 20, widen 24th Street. Um, met my second husband, my current husband, the one I plan on having. <laughs> forever. Yeah, going forward. The husband that I have now going forward. Um, and we, uh, Matt Munoz, who is a wonderful, amazing person who has raised my son since he was essentially three years old and he's 12 now. Um, But Bakersfield's always been really good to me. I worked in radio and then as soon as it hit the trades that Clear Channel was letting go of all their small market news directors, I was able to hustle up another job. So the day I got laid off from Clear Channel was like a Friday. I had enough time to get to the Mint and drink way too much. And then I got a call from Channel 29 and they offered me a job. And I started (laughs) like on Wednesday, you know? That's amazing. Then I worked in in TV for a couple of years. I wrote for the paper all throughout as a freelancer. And then in 2012 made made the jump to marketing and I've been working in marketing ever since. So that's why I'm here. And I've sat on numerous boards and I've been very civically minded. I've donated countless hours to whatever you need. Call me. I will help you. What do you want? I'll set up chairs. I don't care. So, I mean, that's just Bakersfield's always provided. And so I've always felt like a strong loyalty to Bakersfield. And then I've always provided back. Well, and what you're such a great example of your city is what you make of it. I mean, you have absolutely um, taken advantage and you've been allowed to be exactly who you want to be. Yeah, I don't think I could have done in Salt Lake what mm-hmm. I did here, just for, for many, many reasons. I but think that's I, a similar story for all yeah, of us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, uh-huh. Bakersfield's yeah. allowed a lot of opportunities. If you're smart and ambitious and 
have at least a small sense of adventure, then you could just run this town. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do anything you want here. Some of us in this room do run this town. <laughs> it's a lot, lot, lot less out here. <laughs> that was no. a joke. <laughs> the says the city but, councilman <laughs> who literally does run the town. <laughs> no, but I think that's so true what you're saying. Like, if you want to be involved, if you want to get out there, make a mark on this town, you can do it. And you're such a testament to that. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice would you have for someone who has just moved here from out of town who maybe doesn't know, you know, how to get involved? They want to get involved. Like, what's a good first step for them? Um, I think first and foremost, you need to just find some community events and get out there. Um, look for stuff that speaks to you. So if you mm-hmm. are, if you like art, are you into art? Go to BMOA, mm-hmm. check out Art After Dark and start talking to some of the people that volunteer there. If you're more civically minded and you're interested in, you know, business development, that sort of thing, align yourself with being Bakersfield or, you know, the people that run the hub and, and see what they're doing. There's so many business associations and so many, so many organizations here that do amazing things yeah. that run on volunteer labor always need help. Say you're a cancer survivor or cancer runs in your family. We have a, one of the largest relays for life in the nation here. They they always, always need help. So there's always an option. And that's your first way to make friends is to find a cause and then just add some sweat equity and, and start meeting people from there. That's my biggest piece of advice. If I ever had to leave Bakersfield, if I was ever transplanted somewhere, God forbid, I think my first stop would be like, okay, let's take a look at the event calendar, jump on Facebook. Let's look at the events. Let's look at the organizations and let's see what speaks to me. And I'm going to go out there and start meeting the volunteers and, and adding, adding my sweat equity to their cause. I want to get back to the whole, you don't hate Bakersfield, you hate yourself comment. Okay. Yes. Because I, I've said this so many times that I, I've, I've always felt like Bakersfield, we, we need to have a, a book club of some sort of self-help or self-esteem <laughs> book and have a collective self-esteem boost. Because oh, there's so yeah. many people ragging on Bakersfield from the inside who live here. And I've yeah. always made the, yeah. I've always posed the question to people like, w- would you why? go to your, yeah, why? Would you go to your friends and put down your home where you live in, right? And say, oh man, it's so dirty or whatever. My house compared to yours. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, well, would you do that? And and so, I mean, the answer clearly is no, if you have some decency uh-huh. and sense of self-respect. And so why then put down the place that you live? And the second point I wanted to make is, you know, Bakersfield is very diverse and there are a lot of interesting things happening, but you do have to dig a little and you have mm-hmm. to do a little bit of work. Yeah. You know, in, in a bigger city, you can kind of be lazy about it and walk down the street and there's, you know, 50 things that slap you in the face. Yeah. Here, you kind of have to, you know, work a little bit. Uh, but there's so much. It's such a rich community. You just got to got to work. Um, but I really appreciate what you're doing and something that lots of people are trying to do, and that is not try to combat that negativity, but just changing the narrative mm-hmm. and being more Absolutely. positive and speaking in a much more positive way about the place that we live. I mean, I think Bakersfield is in kind of this unique-ish situation where we have this really close proximity to Los Angeles. And we I think Jesus and I have even talked about this before, yeah. where you have this really close proximity to a world-renowned city, but you are very much your own place. And yeah. so you're always going to be that kind of like redheaded stepchild to Los yeah. Angeles where you measure your worth and your value and the quality of your city against a city that stands up with Tokyo, Paris, yeah. yep. you know, sure. Rome, 
New York City, like yeah. how you can't compare yourself as Bakersfield to Los Angeles or expect to have. I mean, it's just it's a, like cities across the world aspire to have the arts and culture that you would find in a city like yeah. Los Angeles, New Orleans, New York City, whatever. So I think a lot of people. I think for 150 years, Bakersfield has kind of been unfairly compared to Los Angeles when there's no reason why we should be compared to Los Angeles. We aren't Los Angeles. There is no city like it in in the entire world is like Los Angeles. So why do we sit here and constantly berate ourselves because we're not LA? Why do we always have to, you know, people are like, I'm going to go away to school and I'm going to go to LA and I'm going to make it. And then they, you know, quietly come back like, like I failed or something. And it's like, no, Go down there, do that. My sister, you know, I'm from Salt Lake City. My sister lives in Brooklyn. She went to new school. She went to Parsons and she lives in New York City and she's been there for six years and she's been successful and she's loved every minute of it, but it's tedious and she wants to have a baby and her husband is, you know, going to be a doctor and they're going to have to move and she's sad, but she's also like... It's going to be really nice to have a yard and to drive a car yeah. and to be able to, you know, take my kid to school and not have to worry about getting a hauling a stroller down the metro stairs, you know, and yeah. that sort of thing. So these cities, these places are great, but I think one of the things that you forget is just how much harder you have to work just to just to survive and then trying to raise a family there, trying to be successful, trying to save for retirement, trying to build your wealth. I mean, Absolutely. as a lower, as a middle class to lower middle class individual, your main source of wealth throughout your lifetime is going to be the home that you purchase and the money that you put into a retirement savings account, whether it's a 401k or your own IRA. That is the bulk of your wealth. So when you retire... Hopefully you have equity in your home and you have money in your retirement account. Will mm-hmm. you have that if you've been living in Los Angeles, toiling away at a job that a hundred people are lined up for you behind with not great benefits, no home owned? I mean, what are you really going to do when it comes down to it at the end of the day when you've when raised three kids in a two bedroom apartment and you don't really have anything saved to help you in your years? Come to a town like Bakersfield. Go to um, go to these smaller, cool, like Kansas City. You know, vibrant, smaller cities where amazing things are happening every single day. Where you can own a home, own a home where you can raise your children with green space and enough money to go on vacation and do these things. Like, there's so many amazing opportunities. Don't look at Los Angeles as a place to measure yourself to. Put yeah. your rulers away. Seriously, just live here in Bakersfield. Be present. Meet your neighbors. Take advantage of our green spaces. Eat at our awesome restaurants and quit complaining. Oh my God, this is a great place. <laughs> it what is. The problem, you know. And if you are complaining, you know, what are you doing to make the city the place yes. you want to live in? Yeah. You know. And, uh-huh. I mean, I, I've said this before on this podcast, but we we know our challenges. We know we have problems. We know there's significant things we got to address, but there are a lot of us who are working on those things. But every community, as Miranda points out, has those challenges or has other challenges and has other problems. So it's not as if there's a perfect place out there or it's not as if, you know, anyway, we can keep going on, but I just appreciate (laughs) the narrative change because I think that's really important. And I think that's what this podcast is really trying to do in a lot of different ways is really change that narrative and be that positive, positive voice. So good job. Oh, thanks. It was not, it was not hard. I mean, I wrote like a snippy email and sent it to some like, (laughs) whatever reporter up in San Francisco. It was my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Your passion for the city is great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Especially from a transplant. 
Yeah, I mean, what absolutely. am I going to do? Sit here and just have like bad thoughts all the time? I mean, I don't yeah. know. I'm genuinely kind of a positive person anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like are. if you've ever worked with me, like in an office setting, you know, I'm like all, all right, you guys, this is going to be great. Let's party. Who wants to listen to music? Let's get this work done. Tomorrow's another date. Like I, I'm kind of like that in general. Yeah. And I really, really try hard, even in like my lowest of the lows, when I was divorced, when I was losing my house, when I, you yeah. know, when I went through like the hardest, hardest times, because I have had hard times in Bakersfield. Yeah. It's just a matter of being like, okay, look, first of all, Get out your yoga mat, grab some crystals, do some mantras, mm-hmm. light some candles, get up, make some breakfast for your kid, yeah. vacuum your floor, go for a walk. Put on some lipstick. It, what? Put on some lipstick. Put on some put on some lipstick and a nice pair of heels and walk out that door and just lift yourself up a little bit. You know, I mean, I it's I haven't had like a fairy tale life here, but I've made something for myself here that I wouldn't have had in Utah. That is mm-hmm. 100% my own. No, you know, my parents weren't feeding me money. Um, I, you know, I didn't have a huge, for a long time, I didn't even have really a big friend base until recently. And now I've met this, like over the last few years, met this amazing group of, of women that like support me and lift me up. And we all mm-hmm. do that for each other. Carla is, is one of them. And, um, you know, so there were some times here that I felt very, very much alone and yeah. I was very, very scared. But in the end, Bakersfield has always, always provided, and I've always been able to figure it out and make it work. And I remember I had the human resources director at Clear Channel Radio, Stacy Dodson. I remember when I was, you know, eight months pregnant, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And she was like, Miranda, it all is going to work out because it has to. You have to make it work. You're going to be a parent now. And everyone, everything's going to work because you're going to make it work. And that's just the way it is. Are you going to not let it work? And I'm like, no. And she's like, okay, then just remember that. And I was like, all right. I think everybody should remember that. Everything's going to work out because it has to. You've got to make it work. And just make it make it work, you know. So you do you it well. You do it very well. Thank you. You guys are you guys are sweet. Thanks for having me. uh, (laughs) Next question: When are you running for mayor? I'm not running for mayor. <laughs> I'm not running for political office. <laughs> All right. Actually, I do want to ask you one last question, and yes. that is about where you live. So, you know, the hub is all about places and creating a sense of place. And I love your neighborhood of Alta I Vista. Do I do. Oh, yes. Describe for the listeners who may not be familiar, okay. Alta Vista and your home in particular is just such a charming space. I really do have the jewel of Alta Vista. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I won <laughs> the lottery buying, buying that house. The only reason I was able to buy that house so cheap was because it didn't have an air conditioner. I'm telling you right now. Um, <laughs> I own a house that was built in 1920. I'm the third owner. It is a baby pink Tudor revival on a quarter so acre property. Uh-huh. I still have crystal doorknobs and skeleton keys that unlock doors and I have a basement. So, um, oh, so cool. Alta Vista is, and I'm on, so you've got upper La Cresta, which is like, you get up towards Garces above Columbus panorama or whatever. I am below that. I'm actually South of Bernard between Bernard and Niles in that Alta Vista, Alta Vista neighborhood. I kind of describe it as the oleander of the East side, yeah. roughly kind of the same, you Definitely. know, um, whatever, uh, Smith's bakeries right around the corner from me. I'm like three minutes from East Chester. You just pop down union and take a ride on 21st and you're in, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I, I love it. Everybody looks out for each other. Um, it's, it's, it's the East side and it's a bit, it's, you know, transitional neighborhood, which is good for me because my husband's a musician and we 
he practices with like an eight piece band till, you know, midnight sometimes. And my neighbors aren't about to call the cops. It's the East side. Nobody's <laughs> going to drop dimes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, they love it. Yeah. They love it. We have people walking through the alleys and they're just like, Hey, mental brew. Uh, you know, <laughs> they're drinking beers in the alleys. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Oh, where's the same music? Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but it's a great, it's a great neighborhood and it's close to everything. And I love living on the East side because of its history. I love the diversity of the neighborhoods. I'm not really a big like suburbs sort of, you know, bougie. I'm very bougie, but I'm not like suburban bougie. <laughs> I'm more like urban core bougie. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Living in all living living in Alta Vista, like kind of straddling, bordering Old Town Kern. That's, not that's the, my jam. Not the cookie cutter homes. No, yeah. no, they're all amazing, gorgeous, historic, interesting. If you really want like Wayne's cotting that wasn't just purchased at Lowe's two weeks ago. You want some hardwood <laughs> floors, not the laminate. Like if you want, if you want a house that the houses out west are trying to be, go over to the, go over to Westchester, go up to Alta Vista, go over to you know Panorama or whatever. We, yeah. we have Oleander residents in the sound booth right now, <laughs> shaking Oleander, their head. Yes, yes. This, go to Oleander. Yeah, they're oh, just nodding along with own, you right the now. The Ohm folks have like a gorgeous home. I've seen those Facebook pictures. I know what you guys are doing over yeah. there. That place is gorgeous. Gorgeous. So the way I define the boundaries of uh, of Alta Vista is uh, Union uh, to the west, uh, Beale to the east. Uh, Bernard and then Nile Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, I like it. All right, you're listening yeah. to Hello Bakersfield, and we are going to move on to our next segment, which is 73 questions inspired by Vogue's 73 questions. And so in this round, we're going to ask you a list of questions, as many as possible as we can get through, mm-hmm. and. We want your honest, earnest response as quickly as possible. Let's do it. All right. Let's go for it. We will begin. I'll actually start, and I will start at Miranda, Mm -hmm. your favorite word in English. Clandestine. What's your power color? Red. Favorite food? Pasta. What do you find calm? Yoga. Restorative yoga. Yeah. Who's your greatest role model? Uh, I don't even know who I would think. Um, I really like Mari Perez Dowling with United Way. She's done a lot of amazing stuff in this town. Mari Perez Dowling. Yeah. Your favorite Bakersfield spot? Um, I oh God, at the risk of sounding super bougie, I do like Luigi's because it's in my neighborhood and I go there a lot. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, best day trip from Bakersfield? We go down to LA a lot for like down and backs, a lot of concerts. We do do that. Yes. Favorite quote? Do everything with sincerity and for the right reasons. What's the last book you read? I'll Be Gone in the Dark about the Golden State Killer by Michelle McNamara. Oh, so good. Read it. (laughs) An Impossible Wish. Oh, man. I just want to make a million dollars off my house, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. What are your hidden talents? Um, I can, you know, recite all 50 United States and chug a beer in 30 seconds. Oh, the same time. Together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is my party trick. Impressive. Favorite wild animal and why? Oh my gosh. I love bears. I think they're so gorgeous. I, I love the, the idea of like that mother bear. Um, and they're, they're not to be. They're not to be fucked with. So that's why I like them. <laughs> we got our first F-bomb. <laughs> Congratulations. Are we leaving that in? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, best memory in Bakersfield. Um, I'm going to say the day I got married, it was gorgeous. I had all, all of my people there. Um, it was a very East Bakersfield day. We got married at the Kern County Museum in the chapel. Um, we had, we went to Tiki Co between to just like chill out and collect ourselves. And then we had a reception at Luigi's and it was amazing. And all my people were there and I loved it. And I mean, a lot of people in this room were there. It was a fun night. Okay. Uh, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Everything is going to work out because it has to. Mm, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Miranda Whitworth Munoz, thank you so much You're for being welcome. a guest. Thank you. You're welcome. Great job. Another round of applause for Miranda. A good yes. job. And now go get to your yoga class. I know. Inner body run. works. Inner body works, baby. Store yourself. <laughs> And that's our show. A huge thanks to Brian Boozer and Om Studios located here in downtown Bakersfield for producing today's show. And a big thanks to The Hate Drugs for the theme song. We'll be back next week. Until then, bye Bakersfield. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye Bakersfield. Bye. 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 B